You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. Have you heard? The RHISAC Cyber Intelligence Summit is coming to Denver, Colorado from April 9th through the 11th. The summit is part of the RHISAC's mission to help improve cybersecurity across the entire retail and hospitality sector. As a result, it has become the can't-miss event for retail and hospitality cybersecurity practitioners. Join us for three days of professional development and networking with the brightest minds in retail and hospitality cybersecurity. Attendees have access to prominent thought leaders and industry experts and plenty of opportunities for collaboration. For more information and to register, visit summit.rhisac.org. That's summit.rhisac.org. We can't wait to see you in April. Hello, everyone. I'm Natalie Paskuski, Manager of Marketing Communications for the Retail and Hospitality ISAC. And I'm Luke Vanderlinden, VP of Membership and Marketing, and this is the RHISAC Podcast. You know, by now, you're all probably at least a little familiar with me. I've been on my fair share of episodes so far this year. But you may not know Natalie. She's usually behind the scenes producing and editing the podcast. That is definitely where I prefer to stay. But at last month's summit, I had the chance to sit down with Mike Britton, the CISO from Abnormal Security, to pick his brain about how they're using automation to stop never-before-seen or abnormal email attacks. And also, while we were in lovely Plano, Texas, I sat down with Ira Winkler, who was a keynote speaker at the summit. Ira is the author of a number of books on the human element of security, including one called You Can Stop Stupid. Ira and I talked about how to stop relying on humans to not click on things or stop blaming them as the weakest part of cyber defense, but instead to actually start designing security programs with controls in place that acknowledge human nature to limit the damage humans can do. Mike shares a similar opinion in my interview with him. Humans just can't be trusted. Yes, but obviously it's a bit more nuanced than that. This episode features both of those interviews, both really terrific conversations, and hopefully you'll also pick up some other tips on email security and security engineering. Let's start with your interview with Ira. We are here with Ira Winkler, former Chief Security Architect at Walmart and a keynote at today's RHISAC 2022 Cyber Intelligence Summit. Ira, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. You've written several books on the human element of cybersecurity. We'll mm-hmm. go about that in a second, but including You Can't Stop Stupid, which is a great no, title. No, Can Stop Stupid. Oh, You Can Stop Stupid. Can. Very good. <laughs> and Security Awareness for Dummies, which is why we thought it'd be timely mm-hmm. to have you on on an October episode of our show, which of course is October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Now, in your presentation that you just gave, you're fresh off the stage at, at the summit as a keynote, you talked a lot about how awareness is only really a smaller part of the problem when it comes to the human element of cybersecurity. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, basically, when people think of phishing messages, they think a user clicked on the phishing message. The knee-jerk reaction is, oh, we're not going to blame the user. We just don't think they're aware enough, which is blaming the user when you think about it. But really, the situation is, how did the e 
email, the phishing message, get into the user's inbox in the first place. And then even if a user does click on a phishing message, in theory, why is that the end of the, you know, why is that the end game? You know, you theoretically should have, and I shouldn't say theoretically, you should have a variety of protections in place. Everybody, for example, has anti-malware. Everybody, well, most organizations have web content filters and data leak prevention, as an example. All of these things go ahead and basically supplement awareness in stopping the problem. Awareness is a tactic. You need a strategy to deal with the human problem because no matter what, there is no such thing as a human firewall. There is no such thing as a perfect user. And even if a user is perfect in theory and knowing what to do, they're going to make mistakes inevitably. Even then, 3% of people statistically will click on a phishing message. Mm-hmm. I literally have done phishing simulations and you can send out a phishing message that says, this is a phishing message. If you click on this message, it will ruin the network. And 3% of the population will click, will on, click on the message anyway. Right. For, for a number of reasons that you pointed out. But you made a good point, really, that so much of the physical world is set up to kind of get beyond human nature, whether it's, you gave a great example right. from the scuba world, which is one of your hobbies. Uh, I'm thinking of traffic, uh, factories, and then warehouses. I mean, so much of the physical world is set up to protect itself from the human nature. Why isn't the cybersecurity world? I honestly don't know. To be very upfront with you, it's like we are not the first profession that ever had to deal with human error. Think about accounting. People make mathematical mistakes regularly. People put the wrong number in the wrong place, and you know, just accidentally. Some people do it maliciously. The entire accounting profession has been set up to account for potentially harmful user action. And that's also a distinction you have to make. A harmful action might be a lack of awareness, but a harmful action might be due to malice. And you can't assume that an action is just going to be because of a lack of awareness. You have to go ahead and assume people are going to do bad things because there are bad people. And that's okay. And that means that if you can adopt a strategy that deals with both a lack of awareness, malice, or other things, for example, there's a concept called the compliance budget Mm -hmm. that I speak about and you can't stop stupid. And the compliance budget is, let's say, for example, I have to be at a meeting and I'm running late. If I have to be at a meeting and I'm running late, I might very well, even though I know I have to lock my desk, turn off the computer, I might very well leave that unlocked, open and everything because it's yeah. I'm rushed. I have to be, which is more important at a given time. You have to plan that an action will happen. How can you proactively plan for the damage not to be initiated? And then also plan that if the harm is potentially initiated, that the harm is not realized or at least it is mitigated. So say we have a CISO or a cybersecurity department that understands this and, and accepts what you're saying. What are some of the steps they can take or borrow from some of the other mm-hmm. examples? Of, of how to protect themselves from human nature if they understand that that's going to be an issue So what they do. The first thing they need to realize is this is a strategy. It's not a set of tactics. A tactic is a security mail gateway is a tactic. Right. They're, they're important. Awareness is a tactic. Awareness can be important if it's done well, but it's a tactic. You have to look at what is the strategy. You have to look at the threat model. You have to see, for example, what is the kill chain of potential harm initially from users given their job responsibilities. You need to map it out. We have, I have never really experienced in organizations that I haven't been involved with, I have never experienced an organization that sits down and says, what is the capability users have to do their job and potentially cause harm?
harm? And how can I sit there and proactively mitigate it? But either way, you have to look at it from what I call you know, human security engineering, mm-hmm. from start to finish as a strategy and say, what are tactics I can use along the way? And then use risk management to determine where are the best places for me to mitigate potential user-initiated loss throughout the entire kill chain with the tactics that have the highest return on investment. Right, and so that's really ultimately how you can stop stupid is understanding human nature and taking all the precaution to protect them from themselves, basically. Yeah, again, and stupid, just for the record, stupid, as I write in the book, is this people who design the systems that do not account for harmful user actions for whatever means. Because again, a malicious user may not be stupid, right? but they are going to cause you harm if given the opportunity. Right. And you need to stop that as much as you would stop somebody who has no idea what a phishing message is. Right. And there's, there's still a role for awareness, but it's a, it's a part of a bigger picture of protecting humans from themselves. Yeah. Awareness is definitely critical. You know, but for example, I keep saying this, people are like, no matter what you do, awareness is going to fail. Well, in order for awareness to fail, all your secure email gateways had to fail, all your anti-spam filters had to fail, your perimeter security had to fail. Mm-hmm. It's not just the user failure. Your whole system is failing for a user to click on a message and cause harm. So many things had to go wrong before and after the user was involved. Right. It's not the user. It's the CISO. It's the system that allowed it. So one piece of advice you could give someone, what would it be? Strategy over tactics. Uh-huh. I don't want to see, I never want to hear the term human firewall again in a way that is not mockery. Right. Excellent. Because users, humans are not a firewall. Humans will fail. You need a strategy, not a tactic that is a mockable tactic. So one more question. You're the former chief security architect for Walmart. What's next for Iron Winkler? I'm actually, well, two things. One is no matter what, I'm starting something called the Human Security Engineering Consortia, which is going to look at systematizing everything I've been speaking about. I've already had a group of CISOs that have got together from fairly large companies and started to formalize processes. So that's number one. Focused on retail or across the spectrum? Oh, across the spectrum. We do have some of your members, but we also have people from, actually, Cruise Industries part of it, but we have high-tech companies. We have a variety of companies throughout, you know, every field, oil, gas, right. things like that. Okay. And then I'm also, uh, let's just say I'm actually... I'm, I'm blessed enough to be entertaining a lot of offers right now, and maybe there'll be an update by the time this is posted, maybe not. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you very much. It was great to have you as a keynote on our summit, and thanks for sitting down with me today. Appreciate thanks. It. I really appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break to hear a message from our sponsor, Fortinet. Stick around, because after that, Mike Britton from Abnormal Security shares his thoughts with me on the next generation of email threats. Today's show is brought to you by Fortinet. Fortinet provides retailers with top-rated cybersecurity solutions covering the expanding attack surface. Advantages include centralized visibility and management, lower TCO, and top performance. Proven threat protection and seamless fabric integration delivers better, faster response to attacks across the entire network, including point-of-sale systems and other devices carrying sensitive information. And Fortinet helps simplify compliance with PCI DSS and other regulations. As digital innovation and the need to provide always-on customer experiences drive network transformation, retail cybersecurity has become more vital. It's essential to have a security partner that can provide simplified security and networking to keep customers' data safe and enable a superior consumer experience. 
For more information, contact the Fortinet team at retail at fortinet.com. Hello, everyone. We're here with Mike Britton, Chief Information Security Officer for Abnormal Security. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what Abnormal Security does? Yes. uh, Thanks for having me. I'm Mike Britton. I am the CISO for Abnormal Security. I've been doing security for 25 years and, you know, I ended up at Abnormal because I was a customer of Abnormal's a couple years ago and loved the product so much that I decided to come over and uh, run their security and privacy programs. And just a little bit about Abnormal. Abnormal is an email security company. We plug into the APIs for Office 365 and Google and we stop some of the most advanced uh, socially engineered and business email compromise attacks out there. So we hear a lot about business email compromise, especially as it continues to be the number one cybercrime when it comes to financial losses, which is something that really matters to our members in the retail business. Can you give us a little bit of insight into what these attacks look like and what the goals of the attackers are? Yeah, so the goals of the attackers are pretty simple. They're looking for financial gain. They're looking to make money off of somebody through a fake invoice or some form of payment. Or in some cases, they're also looking to get information that they can leverage to attack a third victim. We see these attacks come in all shapes and sizes. We see a lot of text-based attacks where it's just a simple someone pretending to be a fake CEO or pretending to be the real CEO that says, hey, uh, let me know when you're at your desk because I have an urgent request and just uh, email me back. And that's as simple as it is. They want that engagement so they can start socially engineering someone. Talked with Ira Winkler, who was one of our keynotes at the conference, about the human element of cybersecurity and where there are some failings in our traditional security awareness programs. Clearly, there are some shortfalls in our current email threat detection technology if we're relying on humans to identify these attacks, if we even need security awareness programs. So, why are email gateways and other protections not stopping these threats before they even reach a human? Well, attackers are smart. They realize when things aren't getting through. So, you know, a legitimate email marketing provider, if they send out thousands of emails and no one responds, they're going to pivot their tactics and find something that works. Well, the attackers do the same thing. If they send a thousand emails out and nobody responds or they all get blocked, you know, they've got to pivot to something different to make it worth their while. What they found is, you know, your traditional email security solutions, they work really great when it's something that's been seen before. And that's why we often say we stop those never seen before attacks because, you know, they're looking for malicious attachments. They're looking for malware in the email. They're looking for URLs. They're looking for something that they've seen, they've been able to identify, or they're looking for, you know, threat intelligence stuff that's based on, hey, this is a bad domain. Hey, this... uh, Email has been seen across 200 other companies as a bad sender. Well, at that point, I'm able to stop the attack because I block it and and all that good stuff. But the problem is what we see is we see a bad guy will use a single Gmail account to attack a single victim within an organization and never use it again. And so those techniques of blocking things that have been identified previously as malicious are, are ineffective on these type of attacks. Is there anything that you can do to block these attacks? How are you using automation to block this abnormal behavior? Yeah, so what we do is, you know, we leverage machine learning. So we're building these models that look at, you know, all of the attacks coming in. We're able to kind of identify through thousands of signals that says, hey, 
these two users have never communicated before. Or, hey, Natalie communicates with Mike, but she's never used this Gmail account to do that before. Or, hey, Natalie is now calling Mike Michael, and she always calls him Mike. And so there's signals within these messages that say, hey, that's that's an abnormal email. There's something wrong about that. Or, you know, maybe Natalie is always logging in from Plano, and all of a sudden she's logging in from the Czech Republic. So there's all these signals within a message. Some of them are seen by the human eye. Some of them aren't. There are lower-level signals there. But ultimately, we take all those tens of thousands of signals, and we help determine, hey, that's a good email or that's a, an abnormal email. So your solution and other automated email security platforms aren't intended to necessarily replace security awareness training. How do these systems work with the human to help improve security? Yeah, so, I, you know, security awareness will always play a role. At the end of the day, there is no solution that's 100%, 100% of the time. And so, you know, you do have to rely on humans to make good decisions. The problem is humans, given enough opportunities, will inevitably fail at some point. And so our mindset is take away the, the number of chances they have to make a bad choice. And so awareness still plays a role. It's still good to, to make your users aware that these type of attacks happen, that the CEO is not going to text you or email you, that they have an urgent request. And, and ultimately, you do need to pay attention. You need to be suspicious of emails that you're not expecting, things like that. But what we do is we try to take those out of the inbox so the user has fewer opportunities to be successful and fewer opportunities to fail. So as we move to the cloud, how how have you seen this change email security? What are some other threats that have become more prominent due to this shift? I think it's a couple things. I think it's a move to the cloud. I also think it's... uh, the world we've been living in for the last couple of years with COVID and hybrid work, you know, people are busy. People, you know, their their personal lives and their work lives have kind of merged together. And so, you know, you used to kind of have this concept of drive to the office and, you know, from eight to five during the day, I'm kind of in my, my work mode. I'm super diligent. I'm paying attention. But then when I go home, it's a different world. And so now, I have the Amazon guy delivering packages. I have kids in the background. I have personal life and, and work life kind of you know, merged together. And so it, it's, it's a distracted world. And I think where we see people make mistakes is when they're distracted or, hey, I thought I was going to get a, a message about this or, or things like that. The other piece related to cloud that I think makes the, the threats bigger today is We've seen a pivot in attackers to relying upon mimicking third-party other cloud solutions. So instead of uh, attacking you with the fake CEO, maybe they attack you as a fake ServiceNow ticket or a fake Zoom upgrade or something that you know they can easily figure out what your organization uses for other technology and, and mimic those things. Because once again, in a given day, I may have 10 ServiceNow tickets that I enter and I want to click and see the the update on where my ticket is and not paying attention. Now I've clicked on one. And again, because we're all using the cloud and cloud identity and things like that, I'm less likely to pay attention that that Okta or Office 365 logon that popped up isn't really my legitimate one. It's a credential harvesting. And so all these threats just kind of exasperate and and make the, the problem even bigger. As we think about this next generation of email threats, What do you expect to see? What are you personally most worried about in your role as a CISO? Um, I'm most worried about the continued pivot of bad guys are going to look for ways to get in. It's a cat and mouse game with the attackers and the attacked. 
And so I, I often worry that they're going to find some way that is effective. And so we use abnormal at abnormal. And so yeah. uh, I have great comfort that our email is, is you know, we're, we're protecting our users and our organization. Um, but I worry that bad guys are looking for other avenues. We've seen it. Bad guys are moving to SMS and text. Uh, using that as kind of a gateway to get them to re-engage on email and things like that. And so, you know, I worry that the the better we are at, at stopping email attacks, that they're going to move to other things that aren't as protected. So as we wrap up, do you have any advice for those security leaders who are trying to stay one step ahead of attacks that you mentioned today? What can they do to ensure that their employees are aware of them and that their organizations are prepared to stop them? You know, I think from an awareness standpoint, I, I think... Having a constant message, not just waiting till October for Cybersecurity Awareness Month and bite-sized, different formats, different you know ways to engage your employees, getting interactive with them. I think those are good ways to, to continue to keep it top of mind. But I would say uh, leveraging awareness to stop the attacks, I, I think that's an ineffective way. And I think other security leaders need to, to look at new, newer solutions. Bad guys have pivoted away from things that are, were stopped by legacy solutions. And so as the defenders, we've, we've also got to make sure that our technology solutions to prevent these type of things stay in line with what the attackers are doing to, to get past the old ones. Right. Got to stay one step ahead. Stay one step ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Mike, for being here today and talking with us. So thank you for having me. All right. Thank you, Natalie, and thank you to Ira Winkler and Mike Britton for joining us for these interviews. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We'll be back later this month for an interview with the founder of Casada, who will be talking about solver bots. In the meantime, stay safe out there.